Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, amen. If you can turn to the book of First Kings, chapter eighteen and verse number thirty. First King, chapter eighteen and verse number thirty. Oh, hallelujah. Your goodness is running after me. Hallelujah. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Hallelujah. 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 The Bible says, And Elijah said unto all the people, Come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. He repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. Amen. I'd like to minister on this Tuesday night about the restoration of the altar. The restoration of the altar. Hallelujah. Can we pray one more time? Lord, we thank you for your goodness one more time. We give you honor and glory, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. And I pray, Lord, that you will anoint the ministry of the word today, Lord. Hallelujah. Help me, Lord, to flow with your mind and with your spirit, Lord. Hallelujah. That your thoughts can become my thoughts. And your mind, Lord, hallelujah, can become my mind, Lord. And your words can become my words. I pray in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. And everybody say amen. 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 You may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. When Elijah was standing there on Mount Carmel together with all of Israel, and you probably know this story how they have just had this battle between the prophets of Baal and, and Elijah. And Elijah, he had challenged the prophets of Baal, amen, that the God that answered with fire, let him be God. And, and so they had just watched the prophets of Baal try to get fire to come down by having this wonderful show of performance and entertainment, but nothing happened. And, and then finally the people of Israel turned to Elijah. And Elijah is now, hallelujah, amen, repairing the altar in front of them. It had been a drought for over three years, amen, since Elijah spoke and said that it's not going to rain anything until I speak again. He said to King Ahab, and, and for more than three years it had been a drought in Israel, amen, there was a... They were looking for water everywhere and, and it was a very difficult situation for the people of Israel. Everything had dried up. Can I tell you here today that we are living in a day and a time of a spiritual drought. Amen. There's a spiritual drought all around us. Well, I don't know about you, but there's something inside of me that are crying out, hallelujah, that we need the rain. We need the Holy Ghost rain. That's what this world needs, hallelujah. In this time of drought, hallelujah, amen, we need the rain to fall. I don't know, hallelujah, about you. Maybe it's difficult for you to understand and and to feel what I feel being part of such a wonderful church as this is and, and living in a country with hundreds and thousands of apostolic churches. But when you live in a country like Norway, when only 2% of the population goes regularly to church, amen, and where there's only five apostolic churches in the whole country, 
When you live in a country that more than 50% confess that they don't even believe that there is a God. Amen. And Norway is one of the, the leading countries in the world of atheism. It's one of the leading countries in the world when it comes to equality and, and LGBTQ plus whatever uh, letters, amen, uh, rights, amen. Norway is on the top of the list of the countries in the world. Can I tell you something? When you live in that kind of environment, in that kind of country, amen, there's a, there's a cry from inside of you, amen, a cry for the rain. You are so thirsty for the move of God, hallelujah. And I've been dreaming about revival and preaching about revival and praying about revival since I was a little kid. Amen. And I'm 54, turning 54 this year. And I'm still as hungry as I've ever been for revival. I feel like the psalmist in Psalm 63 in verse number 1 that says, Oh God, Thou art my God, early will I seek Thee. My soul thirsteth for Thee, my flesh longeth for Thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. That was the situation of Israel, amen, when, when Elisha was there on Mount Carmel. Can I tell you that the world is ready and is hungry for revival? I don't know what you... What you feel or believe about what is happening there in, in, in this university in, uh, I don't rem remember the name. Asbury at this university. I don't know what kind of opinions you have about that. And, and I'm not going to stand here and judge what's, you know, what, what is for God, from God, what is not from God. But I can tell you this. Um, to me, what that is a sign of. It's a sign of a hunger among the people. It's a sign of people thirsty for the things, for the real things of God. Can I tell you, people are tired of entertainment. They are tired of what the world has to offer. They are hungry for something that is real. They are hungry for something that is true. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says... The Bible says when, 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 when Elijah was standing there in front of the people of Israel and all the prophets of Baal, he, the Bible says he tried to talk to the people of Israel, but the, but, 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 but the Bible says that they answered him not a word. They answered him not a word. In other words, they were not interested in Elijah. It's difficult to compete with 450 prophets of Baal. Amen. When you're standing all alone by an, by an old-fashioned altar. When those 450 prophets of Baal is backed up by the finances of a king. And they put up a show like you never believed. That's what everybody was interested to watch. That's what everybody was interested to see. Nobody wanted to, 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 to pay attention to Elisha. And can I tell you, Bishop, sometimes I feel like Elijah in Norway. I feel like I'm standing there at an altar. Nobody's interested in this old-fashioned gospel. Nobody's interested in, in what I have to offer, what I have to tell them. But what is encouraging me by this story is that if I just stay put by my altar, if I'm just faithful by this old-fashioned altar, there's going to come a time when they get tired of the show, when they get tired of the entertainment, when they get tired of what Baal's prophets have to offer. I'm going to wait for that time, hallelujah. I'm going to patiently stand by my altar, hallelujah. Because God's fire is about to fall. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then Elisha said unto the people, hallelujah, come near unto me. Verse number 30. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, why don't you first go to 
Let's go to chapter 18 and verse number 1. And it came to pass, chapter 18 and verse number 1. And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third day saying, Go show thyself unto Ahab and I will send rain upon the earth. So God spoke to Elijah in the midst of this drought and he said, I'm fixing to send rain. The time has come that the rain, hallelujah, is about to fall again on the country of Israel. But before that happens, you need to bring everybody up to Mount Carmel because I have something to show them. Then Elijah said to the people, come near unto me. So all the people came near unto him, verse 30. And he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. Not only was this altar broken down, but the Bible says in chapter 19 and verse number 14, just stay with me. Chapter 19 and verse number 14. And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets for, with a sword, and I, even I, only I am left. And they seek my life to take it away. So the altars all around, across the country of Israel, have been broken down. Hallelujah. And this was the reason for the droughts. You can blame it on Jezebel, or you can blame it on Ahab. You can blame it on, on, the, on the prophets of Baal as much as you want to. You can blame it on all the, all the, all the, all the false gods and all the false uh, worshippers of the God, all the, all, all the false gods. But let me tell you something. God brought Israel up to this mountain to show them this is the reason you don't have rain. It's not because of Jezebel. It's not because of Ahab. It's because you have forsaken my altar. I'm here to tell you, hallelujah, if we want rain, if we want the rain to fall again, we need to restore the altar, hallelujah. We need to get back to that old-fashioned altar, hallelujah. We need to get on our knees and start to pray like we used to pray, hallelujah. We need to restore the altar in our homes. We need to restore the altar in our churches, hallelujah. And then God is going to send the rain. Hallelujah. It's so easy to blame everything around us. We blame it on the politicians. We blame it on Hollywood. We blame it on internet, on Facebook. We blame it on the social media. We blame, blame it on everything. Yes, it's part of it. And it's bad, all the things that is going on around us. I, I agree. There's a lot of bad stuff going on. And, and I, I agree that that is not good. But what about your altar? Because that's the main reason. That's what God brought them up on the mountaintop to show them. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves, hallelujah, and seek my face and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then, he said, then I will hear from heaven. Then I'm going to heal the land. Then I'm going to send the rain. Then I will pour out my blessings, hallelujah. If you just get back to the altar, if my people will pray, hallelujah, and humble themselves, then, hallelujah. Why was there no rain? You know, there's an interesting scripture in the book of Zechariah. I don't know if you have read it, but there's an interesting scripture in the book of Zechariah, chapter 14 and verse number 17. Because I'm sure it was easy, and it's easy when you read the story to blame the drought and, 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 and blame everything on, on Ahab and on Jezebel. But, but listen what God says. 
in Zechariah chapter 14 and verse number 17. And it shall be that whoso will not come up of all the families of the earth unto Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, even upon them shall be no rain. So God said, no worship, no rain. No prayer, no rain. No altars, no rain. So blame it on Ahab, hallelujah. But have you checked your altar, hallelujah? Have you checked your prayer life? Have you checked, hallelujah, amen, this old-fashioned altar? You know, the Bible says, what I find interesting, I preach from this text many, many times, but what I find interesting is, is that it doesn't say that, that Elijah built an altar, but it says that he repaired an altar. That means that there was an altar that used to be there. He didn't, he didn't build a new altar. He repaired an altar that had been broken down. Now, I don't know why it had been broken down. Maybe because of lack of maintenance. I don't know. Maybe because they stopped using it, stopped praying there, and, 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 and it kind of just broke down over time. That could be the reason. It could also be the reason that they, they had taken stones from the altar to build something else. Maybe even they had taken stones from that altar to build what they was performing down at the, among the Baal's prophets. I don't know. Maybe the, the stones that, that should be at the altar, you have taken the time that should, you should use in prayer and you placed it somewhere else. You've taken time that you should have used by the altar and you placed it, hallelujah, on Facebook or on internet. Where is your altar? Has, have you taken, hallelujah, have you broken down the altar yourself and replaced it where it shouldn't be? He repaired the altar. Hallelujah. You know, it's time, everybody, to restore and to repair the altars in our life. Because we live in a day and a time, listen to me today, we live in a time that people want to have victory without fighting. They want answers without praying. They want power without faith. They want authority without fasting. They want growth without dying. And they want fire without an altar. You can't have fire without an altar. The only way, hallelujah, is to, to, to have fire without an altar is for you to try to produce it yourself. And that is exactly what the Baal's prophets try to do. They try to produce the fire. And I really feel, hallelujah, and I can only speak for what I see in Norway, amen, but there are so many churches in Norway that instead of the fire, instead of, the, instead of having a move of God, they have replaced that with entertainment and with their own skills and with their own things. Because when God is not coming to give them the fire, they have to substitute that with something else. God gave me a message some years ago, and I'm not going to preach that message here today, but God gave me a message. Is your life a stage or an altar? Because the stage is what the devil wants us to build. He, he wants our lives to be a stage. A stage is where I am in the focus. But an altar is where God is in the focus. And that's where I die. And that's where God is in the focus. A 
stage, that's where I perform. But the altar, that's where God performs. A stage is where I try to look good, hallelujah. But the altar is where I allow God to break me down, hallelujah. And humble me, hallelujah. So His name can be great. Can I tell you, when people build churches today, amen, they are more into, and I'm not against technology. Everybody that knows me knows I'm not against any of this. But too many people, when they, when they start churches and build churches, they are more into getting the right equipments and, and the technology and, and, and they, have, they have big stage, but small altars. But God wants us to have big altars and small stages. Hallelujah. You see, an altar, the devil, he, 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 just, he just try to fool people. He, you, know, he, you know, an altar, that's, that's where you have to die. That, that, that's not comfortable. Can I tell you something? It's not comfortable to try to perform either. You stay on that stage for a while and you realize, I wish I'd been at the altar. Hallelujah. It's... It's, it's a nice thing to be able to die from yourself and, and, and let God take over. Let God do the thing. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not here to perform. I, God's going to do it. But when you try to do things without God, hallelujah. Amen. That's where you're going to be burned out. That's when you're going get, to get, get weary. That's when you get tired. Hallelujah. Because you are needing to perform yourself. Let me hurry on here. Hallelujah. Churches that are a reflection of the world, they build stages, places of performance. But churches, according to God's heart, build altars. They focus on prayer and repentance. They focus on holiness. Hallelujah. If you want God's blessing on your life, you need to step down from your stage and present your body as a living sacrifice. Hallelujah. A stage will never produce fire. Hallelujah. A stage will draw attention from a crowd, but never attention from God. Hallelujah. We, we, you know, we cannot compete with entertainment on this world anyway. We don't have the resources. We don't have King Ahab, you know, hallelujah, to back us up. It feels like Peter sometimes, silver and gold I don't have, but such as I have, hallelujah. Such as I have, hallelujah. Amen, I don't have all the other fancy stuff, but such as I have, hallelujah. Oh, I feel... I feel bold, hallelujah, when the Holy Ghost starts moving in me, hallelujah. No, I don't have fancy sermons and I don't know how to articulate in the right way. But when the Holy Ghost starts coming over me, ah, such as I have, hallelujah. Amen. God, do your work through me. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me hurry. The Bible says in verse number 31, And Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob. Unto the word, unto whom the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be thy name. So, in other words, when he built the altar, Pastor Holmes, amen, he, he lifted 12 stones. All of Israel was watching. And he took another stone, placed it on the altar. And as he took one stone, he looked towards Israel and he said, Sebalon, this is your stone. He took another stone, placed on the altar. Naphtali, this is your stone. He took another stone. He says, you Reuben. And he placed it on the altar. Now Reuben is on the altar. 
Can I tell you something? That an altar has to be personal. You have to have your own altar. You have to have your personal name on the altar. You can't live on anybody else's altar. Hallelujah. I've got to have my name on that altar. Every single day, hallelujah, I take the names of my daughters, hallelujah, and I bring them up to the altar, hallelujah. I pray for Benedicta, I pray for Victoria, I pray for Charlotte, I pray for Rebecca, hallelujah. I pray for Steve, and I place them on the altar, hallelujah. God, put your heads around them, hallelujah. Cover them in your blood, Lord. Cover their minds, hallelujah, from the things of this world. Cover their hearts, hallelujah, Lord. Cover their faith, protect them, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. We need a personal altar. So every tribe of Israel was represented on that altar. And then he, can I say something else here? Because, oh, hallelujah, I feel the Holy Ghost so strong in this place right now. You know, all of the Old Testament is just a, it's just a pattern that God is just preparing for something else to come. The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians that all of these things happened as examples for us. Everything in the Old Testament was just shadows, hallelujah, for the more perfect things to come in Christ and through the church. And so when God gave them the tabernacle plan, I mean the tabernacle plan among many other things was also God showing them and teaching them how to approach Him. Now he was in the holiest of holy and he said in order for you to approach me, if you were to come to me, amen, you have to go through the door. There's only one door, hallelujah, and that's Jesus Christ. You have to go through the blood at the altar. You have to go through the water at the labor and you have to come in through the spirit in order to receive me. Every time, every day when they worshiped, they went through the blood, through the water, and to the spirit. Every day. But then... They turned to these false gods and they started to worship this false Baal and, and I started and whatever you, I don't know how you pronounce it in English. And, uh, and their minds, they forgot how to worship and how to approach God. So I believe that one of the things that Elijah was doing when he restored the altar was that he needed to remind them, hallelujah, after they've been, their minds had been to all these other gods and they've been worshiping in so many different ways, he had to remind them, no, 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 no. If you want to approach God, if you want to come to God, you have to come through these three elements. We know that they represent, hallelujah. I don't have to teach this Bible study here today. Hallelujah. Yeah, I'm sure that you all... I've heard this many, many times, but the blood represents repentance, the water represents baptism, and the, and the spirit, hallelujah, the fire represents the spirit. Amen, hallelujah. It represents the infilling of the Holy Ghost. So, so every time, hallelujah, when they worshiped, they worshiped through this element. When Elijah had all of Israel in front of him, the Bible says he took an ox and he cut them in pieces and put it on the altar. So their eyes was viewing blood on the altar. He wanted to show them the blood. So he cut that oxen in pieces and placed it on the altar. And they were viewing blood running down the altar. The next thing he did, he took water and he poured over three times. Now I want to I say something to you here. Hallelujah. Why three times? Well, we know that water represents baptism. Hallelujah. And Jesus said in Matthew 28, 19. Hallelujah. Go into the whole world. Baptizing them in the name of the... Father, name of the Son, name of the Holy Ghost. Everybody's get quiet now. 
Where is he going now? <laughs> Hallelujah. I believe that's what, that, that's, that's, that, that's what he represented. Three times he poured the water. Name of the Father. Name of the Son. Name of the Holy Ghost. But there's an interesting verse in the midst of all of this. He said here, hallelujah, amen. When he was building this altar, he said, let me, let me find this verse. So fancy. Hallelujah. It says in verse number, let me see here. Uh, verse number 32. And with the stones, he built an altar in the name of the Lord. He built an altar in the name, singular, of the Lord. He didn't build a, an altar in the names of the Lord. He built an altar in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. It's the same message in the Old Testament as in the New Testament. That's why Jesus said, baptize them in the name, singular, of the Father. In the name of the Son. In the name of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. We build an altar for the name. And when the water was pouring down on that altar, God was reminding them, if you want to approach me, you have to approach me through the water. Remember, I'm preaching today about the restoration of the altar. Amen. If we want to bring people back to God, hallelujah. Amen. The original way. And if we want to have rain the way God wants to give us the rain. Amen. We need to get back to this old-fashioned message, hallelujah, of blood, water, and spirit. Hallelujah. We need to get back to the message of repentance, baptizing in Jesus' name, and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And then, of course, the fire came down and listen now listen hallelujah when the fire came down on that altar and all of Israel I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of people was watching but when they saw the fire come down the Bible said they started to shout the Lord is God the Lord is God the Lord is God Jehovah is God Jehovah is God and they fell on their knees and they started to worship and listen to me as worship started to go up again hallelujah as the sound of worship hallelujah from hundreds of thousands of Israelites started to ascend from earth up to heaven clouds started to gather in the sky hallelujah as they shouted God hallelujah is holy God is hallelujah Jehovah is God the Lord is God amen amen in the distance Amen. Clouds started to gather. Hallelujah. Rain started to prepare to fall. Hallelujah. I have, I have a dream, everybody. Hallelujah. I have a passion in my soul so strong. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I want to see altars rebuilt. Hallelujah. And repaired all across the country of Norway and all across the country of Europe. It's a drought in Europe right now. Hallelujah. Because people have neglected the altars. But we're going to start repairing those altars. And we're going to stand with the message. Hallelujah. No, I know we are few. Hallelujah. But Elijah was only one man. Hallelujah. And turn hundreds of thousands back to the old-fashioned message if we are just faithful I wish somebody would believe with me today hallelujah I wish somebody would start to send that worship up to heaven right now hallelujah I wish somebody would start to say Jesus is God Jesus is God Jesus is God hallelujah is there a drought in your life is there a drought in your family you want to see your loved ones saved hallelujah amen why don't you start lifting up those hands and worship the king of kings and the lord of lords hallelujah 
Everybody stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says that Abraham, he drew near unto God. Hallelujah. When God sent, came and visited Abraham, hallelujah, he was sitting outside of his tent and suddenly God came and visited him together with two angels. And God, he started to share with Abraham what he was going to do with Sodom. By the way, he heard a powerful message, hallelujah, amen. In last, this weekend in, in Pastor Thornton's church, hallelujah, Brother Cody Marks preached a phenomenal message about for Sodom's sake. And but there, hallelujah, amen, God shared with Abraham, he said that he was going to destroy Sodom. And immediately Abraham started to think, oh no, that's where my nephew is. That's where Lot is. And he started to plead with God, hallelujah, if there's 50 righteous, if there's 40, if there's, if there's 35, hallelujah, if there's 30. And he went all the way down to 10 and started to plead with God. God, hallelujah, surely you, you, you don't want to, you don't want to kill the righteous to get with the unrighteous and, 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 and all the way down to 10, hallelujah, God was with him. But we know what happened to Sodom, but before God destroyed Sodom, he sent two angels in, hallelujah, to get Lot out from Sodom, to save Sodom. And I personally believe, I'm convinced, hallelujah. It was because of the prayers of Abraham. Hallelujah. Those two angels, they were sent, first of all, they were sent to destroy Sodom. But I believe God gave them a second mission. He, you know, I, I believe God told them, I, I, I got another job for you. Hallelujah. Amen. I, before you destroy this city, hallelujah, I got something else for you. Hallelujah. You need to get locked out of this city. You listen to me. If you draw near unto God, if you draw near unto God, if you stay at your altar, if you pray every day, hallelujah, if you're faithful in prayer, I know this, this church is being taught every week, hallelujah, and every service, hallelujah, by this wonderful man of God, hallelujah, amen, about the importance of prayer. And I, I'm not here to teach you anything, hallelujah, amen, that you have not heard for the last 30, 40 years in this church. But let me tell you something, it's still true. It's still true. If you, will, if you will pray, if you'll stay at the altar, if you'll draw near unto God, God's going to send some angels for your family. God's going to send some angels for your sons and for your daughters. Hallelujah. He's going to have a messenger somewhere. Hallelujah. They're going to find them. Hallelujah. Maybe you can't reach them yourself. Maybe they don't, they don't want to listen to you. Hallelujah. But you just stay close to God. Hallelujah. Stay at your altar. Hallelujah. Because soon God's going to send somebody for them. Hallelujah. Anybody hungry for the rain? End time revival is knocking on our doors. I believe that we are so close to the greatest revival that we have ever seen. And I promise you this one thing. When that revival comes, hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to be by my altar, hallelujah. I'm going to stand by the altar, hallelujah. I'm going to be part of this greatest revival that this world has ever seen, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want us to step out from where we are. You know, Brother, Brother Andreasen wasn't here Sunday. He has no idea that Brother Fish said the same thing. He said angels are going to be dispensed to pull your loved ones out. Now that's a confirmation of two men of God.
I believe God's going to do it. There's somebody here tonight, God's going to reach your family. Come on, I want you to step out from where you are. What do you say, church? Let's restore our altars. Let's restore our altars. <laughs> Come on, let's lift our hands and lift our voices. Oh, come on, the Holy Ghost is in this house. Come on, let's pray it. God, dispatch the angels. Dispatch the angels to our families. Lord, we're going to build our altars. We're going to rebuild them. Lord, God. Lord, you do, the, you do your part, God. We're committing to do our part. Oh, we're going to pray. We're going to seek your faith. We're going to do it, God. Come on, church. Come on, lift your voice. Open your mouth. Lift your hands and let God touch you right now. Come on now, I want you to make it a community effort. Reach across, join with somebody. Come on, let's pray for one another. Let's pray for each other's families, friends, neighbors, acquaintances. Come on, right now, in the name of Jesus. Come on, we're a body of believers. We believe you, Jesus. We believe you, Jesus. We believe you, Jesus. We believe, oh, I feel that, I feel that unction. I feel that flow of the Spirit right now. Come on, church. Come on, lean into what we feel right now. Lean into what we feel. Come on right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, young men, restore the altar. Come on, brethren, restore your altar. Come on, young ladies, restore your altar. Come on, sisters, restore your altar.
your prayer, lift your hands. God, nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do. Lord, I just want you in my life. I just want your spirit in my life. I want your anointing flowing in my life. Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else. Lord, I just want you. Come on, let it come out of your soul right now. everybody I want everybody to listen to me just for a second we're gonna pray one more time but I want you to remember something and that this 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 uh, display on this mountain was not about who was gonna be the greatest altar builders all focus was on who is the right God who is the true God is it Baal or is it God the focus was on God not on them so all of this, hallelujah, what we are doing right here. It's not, a, it's not a competition of who is the fanciest and best and greatest altar builders. God sees all of your prayers. All the, all the, all the focus is on God. The, the God that is God is going to answer with fire. Hallelujah. If God is God, let Him answer with fire. If Jesus is God, if His word is true, if what He said is true, then He's going to answer with fire. So right now, hallelujah, I'm going to pray fire to come down on your altar. I'm going to pray fire to come down on your family. I'm going to pray fire that God's going to answer with fire in the name of Jesus. If you close your eyes and lift up your hands right now, let God be God. Let Jesus be God. Hallelujah. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That you will answer with fire here today, Lord. Hallelujah. These people are hungry for you. They're hungry for your presence, Lord. They need revival in their families. They need revival at their jobs, Lord. They need revival in their homes, Lord. I pray, Lord, that fire will come down in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, lift your hands. Receive it. <laughs> 